My uh, the door on my microwave broke. Uh oh. So it kind of. Oh no. Um, it'll it'll pull right, but the yep. you, the door won't swing. Like there's give on the handle. Okay. Am I gonna die? I hope so. If I like stand in front of my microwave, what would happen while it's going? Mm. Do you know what would happen? Say I took the the door off and then, you know, it was just going. Would I die? I wouldn't die. I don't would think I so. I think. <clears throat> so what I think oh that's a good question maybe okay uh, our chemistry teacher he was a doctor he was vastly overqualified for being a high school chemistry teacher <laughs> but he had yeah. no other jobs to go to so he worked uh, slightly better than minimum wage private school high sure. school teacher job and he told us that microwaves were discovered because they were I forgot what they were doing they were doing some they experimentation with bars. waves and then, yes, yes, someone yeah. walked in front of the waves with a Hershey bar or something, and it melted, and he's like, Great Scott! And then he died immediately. I'd hope so. Because his liver also melted or whatever mm-hmm. was happening. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was around Thanksgiving time, so they all cooked a turkey in front of their microwaves to celebrate. <laughs> I'm sure it turned out completely terribly. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. Don't microwave anything if you can mm-hmm. help it. Do you think they were better before when it wasn't so... Uh, when safety wasn't such a concern. Oh, maybe. They were like actual ovens and you could just like... You got to test out that South Park episode. Put your scrotum in there <laughs> and then see if it enlarges. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gargantuan proportions. Okay, okay. That was the first South Park episode young me was lucky enough to see. That's a that's a hell of a first episode. Right oh, there. absolutely. Uncensored scrotums on live television, man. <laughs> yeah. Eye-opening. That's uh, that one goes for it in a way other South Park episodes don't usually go for it. I feel like totally must have blown your young mind. Oh yes. Were you like nervous? Were you like, oh. <laughs> yeah? Well, uh, the reason why I saw it is because we had an, our older cousins over, Uh-oh. and so my parents gave our older cousins. You know, they're like, oh, do whatever you want. Oh, no. Try to be the nice, you know, guest parents. Mm-hmm. So they give them oh, cool. parental. The parental control code to the TVs. Oh, and so they just wreaked havoc on our little minds. Wow. Wrestling? Did wrestling make an appearance? I picture wrestling for some It reason. did not. Okay. okay. Unfortunately. Okay. Okay. Well, this is the XP bar. XP bore. This is the XP bore. And, uh, <laughs> Christian, we haven't done this in a while. This episode like ain't that. the XP bore because you had your Red Bull. Yeah, I'm, I'm amped. I'm ready to pee. I'm ready to talk about video games with Christian. Uh, we've done me and Michael trapped in mm-hmm. a room together talking about video games, but we've never done me and Christian trapped in a room talking about video games while Michael does the things he does. Important journalistic duties. Yes. Uh, we're kind of in like a end, of, end of year wrap-up mode, I feel like. We're all kind of just, or me and you, anyway, because yes. Michael's a normal person who doesn't care about this crap. But yes. uh, we're like, we got to get as many games done as we can for this arbitrary time limit we set on ourselves to talk about the games from this year. Yep. So, Krishna, how's that going, dude? It's going okay. Okay. I've been plowing through a few things. Okay. Okay. Can I ask you about one of them? 
Absolutely. Because I'm curious about it because I've never heard of it. Uh, and in that vein, I don't know the name of it, but maybe you can get me there. It's like Black Queen something. something oh, something. Killer Queen Black. Yes. What is what is that? So Killer Queen Black is uh, a console and PC port of an arcade game that was developed in the modern era. I think it was like 2010, something like that. They tossed a bunch of arcade cabs out into the wild. And I believe it's 4v4, the 4v4 arcade cabinet. So you got four people on one side, four people on the other. And so I have never seen one of these in the wild, but I have heard about them, and I've heard people just shower praises upon it for being fantastic and amazing. And meanwhile, I'm sitting here at home watching YouTube videos and wondering how the heck they get eight people on one arcade cabinet yeah. to play this thing, let yeah. alone like strangers. How do you even know seven other people? Right. I don't. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, so is this like a Towerfall? I'm picturing Towerfall. Towerfall? I have never played Towerfall. Okay. So unfortunately, I cannot confirm okay. nor deny. Okay. Okay. I just picture like a. Uh, what was that really terrible Kickstarter console? The Ouya. I just Ouya, like yes. an Ouya game brought to life. Ooh. Is that what we're... Surprisingly, yes. I mean, okay. yes. That's pretty much <laughs> okay. what this is. Yeah. Now that you mention it. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, it's 4v4 action. You control bees, bro. And, oh, okay. And uh, one queen. player is assigned the role of the queen. Yes. Okay. And so... While you're playing, it's just a little 2D side-scroller. You got a little map. Everything is on screen at one time. There's no scrolling here. Okay. So very clear to see, very easy to see. And one person is assigned the role of the queen, and everyone else is workers. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sticking with you. Okay, yeah. Yes, is it the one other queen? three players are worker bees. Okay. So both teams have one killer queen. Okay, okay, gotcha. And three worker bees. Okay. And so there are three ways to win any match of killing Killer Queen. One Kill of those queen. ways, yes. Okay. Kill the Queen three times, boom, their lives are gone. The other team wins. Okay. And both queens can attack. They are okay. they've got swords and they can stab at each other. <laughs> okay. I really have no picture of what this looks like. Continue. Pixel art two D. Okay. okay. Running around. Like anthropomorphic bees or like bees? Oh, like sprites, like you'd see in a Super Nintendo game. Okay. But are they like bee people or is it just like bees? Bee people. Bee people. Okay. Yes. Like dark side, dark stalkers. Got it. Yep. I'm on it. Yep. So the queens want to stay alive, but they're also pretty powerful at killing other bees. So maybe they want to get out there, go out on a limb, kill a couple workers, but they got to watch their back. Because they might end up losing those three lives quicker than they think they would. Okay. Okay. So the second victory condition is that there's this snail, right? There's a snail on (laughs) this plane. You're making things up. Got it. Okay. Yes. And so any worker can run up to this snail and they can ride it, man. They can ride that snail over to their team's finish line. So Uh each team has a little base. You want to ride the snail over to the finish line. And the snail just controls itself. You just hop on and it slowly starts moving over to one side. You can't really speed it up in any meaningful way. So you just hop on the snail and have at it. Okay. Okay. You can, like, the queens can stop the workers from riding the snail by murdering them mercilessly. Yeah. 
Or you can slow down the snail if you're a worker bee on the opposing team by just jumping into the snail's mouth. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Of course. Yes. So... A lot of the meta, basically, I've played, I don't know, (laughs) I have played like 100 matches, and I feel like 90 of them were won by our queen dying three times, Yeah, or the other queen dying three times. That seems to be what what ends up happening. Yeah. But most of the rest of the time, it's people trying to ride the snail to their finish line. Okay. But there is a third win condition that's an economic victory, and (laughs) in order to do so is there are these spawn points that spawn out these little pods of food, Mm. and so if you jump up and grab a pod of food, you can bring it back to your base, and there are holes for pods of food, and once you get like 15 food or something like that, put them in all the holes, then you can also win. But that is also very slow-paced and a lot less exciting than stabbing that enemy queen, man. Okay. Is it the thing where you like look over and they've got like 14 food yes. filled and you're like, oh crap. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Cause you never notice. There's always like maybe whenever that happens, there's like two people that are just sitting there fooding the crap out of everything. Yeah. And okay. then you don't realize until it's too late. Okay. What are you, are you, so you're playing this online against like randos type of thing? Yes. Okay. Yes. And that's kind of unfortunate. I mean, the way to play this game, I mean, if you bring this game to console, this 4v4 arcade game. The way to do it would probably be, you know, a match with people online. I don't believe there's any way to play single player. Oh, okay. So you can't play against bots, even though it matches bots into matches sometimes, I believe. Okay. And, I mean, that's the way to play it, I guess. But I'm also disappointed by the uh, lacking player count, at least on Switch. I was led to believe that the Switch can handle more than four controllers simultaneously. I don't know why, but I've... I felt like that was a possibility. Yeah. I mean, and the, the PS3 could have seven controllers simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Madden, yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or we would play basketball at my at, at my place back in the day. We would play NBA, or not NBA, uh, NCAA basketball 2K7. <laughs> and we'd hook up all seven controllers and have a blast. <laughs> That's awesome. But here you can only have four controllers on one system, so you can only fill up one team. And if you Hmm. want to do a full-on 4v4 party match where you're just, you know, competing at it locally, you need a second Switch system for those other four players. Okay. Huh. So that's unfortunate. That's a little disappointing, but, I mean, I picked it up for, like, 10 bucks off on a Black Friday sale and played it for three hours with my little brother on a weekend. Sure. That doesn't sound too, too bad. I feel like, uh, is that just on Switch? I believe it is on Switch, Steam, PS4, and it might be on Xbox as well. Okay. Because you could definitely on, like, PS4. Or is it, like, a one-button game type of thing, or is it all kind of complicated? Because you could do, like, the two-people-hold-one-controller thing. And then you ah. Eight people. Yes. Theoretically. Yes. I believe you are correct. It's a nightmare, though. Yeah. Hmm. 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 What, uh, what uh, over Thanksgiving break, was there, like, a game you were, like, way... Like, what's your family uh sitch do you mm. your parents in on video games over the holidays or no uh not much okay they'll uh, last thanksgiving it was because my dad bought a playstation vr and then he was like oh yeah yeah, yeah. dangling that in front of everybody's face <laughs> and now he hasn't lugged it out in like half a year he's so, doing it right yep 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 he's preaching <laughs> yep. god bless him is he excited for uh this half-life game he can't play presumably <laughs> no he'll he'll ask me he'll be like is there any fun vr games and i'll oh, be like uh, oh honey 
no. they're, they're pretty much all out there. I mean, if you like them, you like them. Just, you can move on. And then he's like, oh, I hear that, that Iron Man game. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> it's still not out yet, Dad. Just keep okay, on son. praying for it. Is uh, Beat Saber on PlayStation? Ooh, I think it is, actually. Ooh, cool. Okay. Yes. Cool, cool. So that's uh, that's an option then over the holidays that just kind of sits there? Is that the vibe yep. I'm getting? Okay. Yep, exactly. At one point it was the Wii. Yep. Uh, my parents are heavily into anything Mario Party related. Oh, that's cute. Okay. Yes. Okay. They really like Mario Party. And I can kind of understand why. It's the board game, and yep. it's like 99% luck. You play the mini games so that you get something for someone like me to grasp on to. Right. Keep you interested. Keep you staring at the television screen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then you move on. Yep. But I, we haven't lugged Super Mario Party out yet, despite the fact that I've picked it up. I played one round with my little brother, and that game is garbage, man. What? It's not garbage. It's not bad. Whoa. I mean, it's Mario Party. We played Whoa. against two easy computers. Yeah. And one of the easy computers got three stars in one turn. Yeah, and so we, you know, obviously lost because okay. computer player got three stars in one turn. Yeah, garbage. I feel like they made it garbage in ways that are different than it's usually garbage, but less garbage than uh, the usual game. Yeah. Like it's they're getting towards the center, but they're losing yeah. some of the interesting nonsense that comes with a Mario Party game usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boards are also so small in yeah. Super Mario Party. They're generic. Little, it's eh. it. It just feels like the same board with different. Mm-hmm. skins on it which yeah. i guess it always was but yeah the space police would chase you yeah gosh darn it well anyway <laughs> well what yeah. what have you been playing in your own time christian My own time, time? Hmm. Hmm. playing call of duty Modern warfare multiplayer yep Is it finished outer worlds uh less busted less That's busted good. okay because at one point, the, what is it, 725, I think the shotgun's called? Sure. Completely broken. Yep. yep. It was bad uh, in the sense that it was very overpowered. And like 90% of people had at least one of their guns as a, that 725 shotgun. Because <laughs> the range was just insane. Yeah. You could one-hit kill someone from a ridiculous range. So there was no point in even using an SMG when you can just point and shoot at someone mm-hmm. in SMG range and immediately kill them. Yeah. And there was one amusing moment uh, that my friend had where he was running around and he went into this building and there's a dude camping with a 725 up there. He killed him. And so he watched the kill cam and the dude was camping in this building with a 725 shotgun with a sniper scope. Hell yeah. And then he heard him coming. So he swapped to a 725 <laughs> with a sawed off and then killed him with that and then swapped back to the sniper scope. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so that great. was Modern Warfare for a while, but okay. now it's yeah. it's not that bad anymore. They've okay. nerfed, I think, the 725 on three separate occasions now. And so now it is good at close range as God intended. Okay. It's a video game shotgun now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Life goes on. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Outer Worlds, you were saying? Ooh, yep, Outer finished Worlds. Outer Worlds. Space. Yeah. Pretty fun. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. yeah. Did it re- See, the thing with that game for me is I don't even know what the plot was when I stopped playing. Like, I'm really interested. I'm not trying to be, you know, derisive. <laughs> I'm I'm like I'm just really curious how that game 
like wraps up or what the does it have like oomph behind it i don't get where it would be or coming from yeah this, the stakes kind of get big you know you're okay. you're trying to, you got phineas and he's on the ship yes and he's got a bunch of these frozen dudes and he wants to unfreeze all the frozen dudes right 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 and so the stakes do kind of elevate once you get yeah. to that last leg of the game okay okay because uh there's no antagonist i guess uh Ah, yes. through where I was anyway. You're just kind of yeah. like, who am I? Where am I? So, yes, is there a, an antagonist at some point? Not really. No, I mean hmm. it's real life, Tucker. There are no oh, antagonists. IRL. You're your own antagonist. Exactly. Okay. You choose your antagonist. <laughs> okay. Outer Worlds available now in Game Pass. Ooh. Okay. 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 Uh, what else? What else? I know, Christian, you always have a buffet. Finished Death Stranding. Okay. How'd that go? It's all right. It's fine. <laughs> okay. I hit a spot where I got a character that I didn't like. Okay. And then also all the gameplay preceding and past that point was mind-numbing because it was climbing mountains. Mm. So it was very slow. And they just introduced one too many things Okay. for me. What was the because there, there are all these snowy mountains, right? And <laughs> yeah. I was playing with you guys, and I walked ridiculously slow on all these mountains, and I was like, yep. okay, I'm sure I'll get an exoskeleton that will help me through these mountains. Yes. Sure enough, I get an exoskeleton that does slightly help me through these mountains. Okay. But in addition to that, you also get a heat pack, and this heat pack keeps your stamina from draining as fast when you're in these snowy mountains. And so that was kind of just like one thing too far, because not only do I have to have this egg, this exosuit equipped in order to go find through these mountains if i don't want my stamina to be completely unusable i need yeah. to also equip a heat pack okay and then i also need to stack all my cargo on my back and whatever yeah and that's just it's exhausting do you generally enjoy plate spinning games is that something no 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 okay. not much no okay me either no i don't like that that yeah. is absolutely what it got the point it got to when okay. i was playing death Stranding. okay in that one part and then there's also the character of Hartman. don't like him yeah i saw I like Hartman. that via the spreadsheet that you don't yeah. care for that man which guy is he is he the government guy with the the mask that That's... is die hardman okay who are you talking about die hardman's a wuss <laughs> he's not a great character either but okay. uh Har- hartman is the <laughs> he is oh, yeah. the uh prissy techie guy okay and he'll, like, pop in every now and then to be like, oh, the Chiral Network does so-and-so, and oh, you have to go to the beach and do this, okay. and whatnot. Like but you account. finally get to him. You finally meet him in person. I just yeah. did not like his character at all. Okay. Okay. He's, like, explaining umbilical cords to you, and then he <laughs> yeah, kills know, himself though. every 15 minutes so that he can go to the afterlife and look for his family, and he's died, like, five... 50,000 whatever times and he hasn't found his family yet. I'm like, what's the point, dude? Oh, that's kind of like, cool though. These are the types of games where they're like, you know, the Japanese type story where they're like, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to do this anymore because I have resolve and I can move on just like yes. every other human being in the video game has yeah. moved on. Tons of people have died, but this guy just kills himself all the time so that he can go to the afterlife and look for his family and it's like played off as though it's noble. Yeah. No, sir. No heart, man. That is not noble. 
You're you're like he's limiting his life because he dies for like five minutes and then you can't even talk to him. There is oh, okay. a point where you're talking to him, right? Yeah, sure. And the game makes this whole thing about it. You first meet him, you walk in on him, you see a timer appear in the screen. You're like, okay, that's weird. And then he explains to you that he dies, you know, every time he gets his heart shut off so that he can go to the afterlife, look for his family. Okay. And so the first time he dies, <laughs> yeah. he just lays down there and then you just sit there and watch a timer tick down for five minutes. Oh, Christian, I, you're selling me on this. This sounds like some of the most interesting stuff I've heard about this game. Like, hey, man, if... It's in the latter half of the game, Tucker. If you're willing okay. to muscle it out, I'm not. By all means, I'm not. I'm not. But this is uh, this is not what I expected. I guess this is a because yep. you go to like that. Uh, you're like under the water, right? And you can see all the strands and everything. Yep, that okay. happens every time you die, and you go okay. to respawn. That's you crazy. I don't know that they yep. would give like an NPC like your respawn mechanic and have that be like part of his character. I don't know. That's interesting to me. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sure if I played, I'd be like. Eh. <laughs> and also there was a couple moments in Death Stranding uh, towards the end where Kojima did a thing that Kojima's done in another Kojima video game <laughs> no. and so that made it slightly less interesting because I mean they're neat ideas yeah. but I've seen them before Can you? I'm sure someone would be like oh my gosh what is he doing <laughs> you but... don't have to tell me what the thing is but can you tell me what game it's from uh, there's one from Metal Gear Solid 4 okay okay that could be any number of things, really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I think several people would agree that Metal Gear Solid 4 handles it infinitely better. Okay. Okay. But here we are. This Death podcast Stranding. endorses Metal Gear Solid 4 in general, I think. Yeah. Stamp absolutely. of approval. Yeah. It's even better if you have played the other Metal Gear Solid games as well. At yeah, least can, the preceding ones. I cannot imagine playing Metal Gear Solid 4 as your first Metal Gear game. Oh, it's a nightmare. That's not, Did you do that? Uh, it was my second Metal Gear Solid. Okay. Even then. Three. That's crazy. Yep. Didn't know what was going on. Yep. There's also a an, an encyclopedia you could download from yeah. the PlayStation Store. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I would just spend like hours just pouring yeah. through that thing and like not retaining any information because it's just so detail heavy yeah but that's that's what my childhood life was i had nothing else better to do than to play metal gear solid 4's multiplayer that wasn't great and then oh, yeah, yeah. read through the encyclopedia and see screenshots for metal gear solid 2 which i didn't even know existed <laughs> when you played two then did it like blow your mind you're like oh my god absolutely yes i'm okay. like oh my gosh this is the missing puzzle piece <laughs> yeah yes oh that's awesome mm -hmm. that's awesome uh does do you think in uh 10 years we'll be reading the death stranding encyclopedia in death stranding <laughs> oh. four? Oh, geez i don't know it's it's weird i feel like it's not as kind of convoluted in the yeah. way that Metal Gear Solid was with so many characters and all of them have so many pasts and all like the double, triple, quadruple crossing. Yeah. And it's all it, going back like a century. Like all this stuff oh, has been yes. building up and building up. Yeah. That's what I like about it. Yes. All that history to it. Yes. And Metal Gear Solid 4 has a lot of fantastic payoffs yes. with all of that history. Absolutely. But you know death stranding it is what it is i mean it's kind of a standalone thing it yeah. works it works by itself that could be fine. good yeah yeah okay okay so having completed the game 
and knowing my taste in video games, you're thinking to pass on this one for me? Yeah, probably. Okay. I mean, the cutscenes might strike a chord with you in some sense, or just kind of like in large swaths. Yeah. I think you would find it amusing. Okay. But playing it, I don't. I do not think it would yeah. be worth the suffering. Yeah, you have an iron will, Christian, that I do not have. Yeah, and I respect it, but I, I try my darndest. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, Christian, I know this buffet has more to mm-hmm. it than that. Ooh, what's next? I want to continue using my Game Pass. Yes, that I use for Outer Worlds to play Metro Exodus. Yeah. Yes. yes. Tell Which me, you also dabbled with. A little bit, a little bit, but I, yes. What, uh, you finished it, so obviously you had a better experience than I did. Yes. So how'd that go, man? It went pretty good. Okay. I enjoyed it. It's Eurojank to the max. Yes. I think Russia it's almost Jank. more so than the past game, than Metro Exodus. I'm sorry, Metro Last Light. Okay. But I also played the remaster version of that. I don't know if they were able to scrub away some of the jank for that. I don't know. Okay. But... This game is definitely more janky, but I enjoyed how much different of a formula it is because Last Light is kind of just 2033 except with different locations and cooler things happening. Okay. Exodus is like borderline open world at certain portions because it's basically a road trip. You hop aboard a train and then you go. And you've got a destination, and you stop at a, you know, Winter Wonderland for this section. (laughs) Yep. Here's the open world map. Yep. Here's where you got to go, but you can go wherever you want, bud. Yeah. Check out, you know, go get a teddy bear for the little girl, or go get get a guitar for the dude who knows how to play guitar. Okay. And then you finish the objective, hop aboard the train, boom, now you're in a desert, man. Now it's (laughs) Afghanistan in Russia. And so it's... It's interesting how cleverly designed the levels end up being in these open areas because there are multiple attack points in all of these locations and stealth seems a lot more kind of important or at least more viable in this, in this, in these opener locations, they definitely sprinkle the enemies throughout in certain ways where they let you kind of get through and then kill them or subdue them in your you know, method of choice and your way of your preferred method. Okay. And I do also really like just the franchise in general. I like its reverence for life. I like how much it respects kind of just life. It's very kind of, um, Orthodox Catholic or Orthodox Christianity in the sense that it's very, it's just like very life is good. Have kids. Yes. Respect life. And the game is like, Killing even enemies is almost a no-no. So okay. you can do it by all means, yeah. but it it does at least uh, 2033 and Last Light especially kind of wag, your fing- wag their fingers at that a little bit. That is a super interesting uh, take on that. Uh, yes. Because that was one of my complaints uh, when I was talking to Michael about it. I was like, well, you can kill guys, but you don't get anything for it. So it's like pointless. But Yeah. Yeah, in Exodus, it is not handled as well because okay. the prior two games had good endings. And in order to get those good endings, you had to like not get any bad karma or like as little oh, as possible. Geez. And then okay. also get as much good karma as possible. Okay. And it was kind of silly. You get good karma by like 
seeing certain things or like going into certain secret rooms or Ooh. there were some where you had to like lean against a pipe and then just wait for 10 seconds and a certain voice clip would play and then you get a good karma point and these <laughs> things are like really strange because i think even now people do not know how much good karma points you need in like metro 2033 in order <laughs> to, to get, get the good ending that's funny so okay. it's weird it's very ill-defined but also, like, killing any person also gives you, I think, like, invisible bad karma in okay. those games. In Metro Exodus, that's kind of completely gone. I think there's one section where if you go without killing any enemies, you get a slightly better ending by having one of your companions continue with you instead of getting murdered. Okay. So that's, I guess, good, but they don't have that good ending the way that the other two games did. It's just the ending. Huh. I did not know any of that. That's that kind of makes me more interested in the game. Oh, or, really? So there's no karma at all in the new one, then? There is, I there believe, is. actually. Okay. Yeah, I noticed a couple sections where it did like do the karma thing, but I don't really think it does anything. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Kind of like in uh, like Fallout Three, I know had it and it didn't really. Yeah. Feed into anything. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. And like, uh, I remember the first one. It was like bullets are ammo right like it's like you don't want to yes. shoot your bullets because that's how you buy things yes with... bullets are currency yes okay and that's not in metro exodus either now okay. that you mentioned it okay. which is weird but there are just like there's one thing there was one moment where it just like hit me how freaking genius some of metro <laughs> exodus is okay because i mean you know like i said this is euro jank to the max this is not your call of duty campaign no you can like the physics engine is like crazy uh fussy so yeah. whenever you're running downstairs if you're playing on one of the harder difficulties your character is not like magnetized to the stairs in any way. Yeah. So running at the top of stairs will cause you to fall <laughs> yeah. and probably die if you're playing on a harder difficulty. <laughs> Completely insane. <sighs> not okay. good. But, okay, this game also has some brilliant spots in it. So there was this one moment where I was in Desert Place and I was raiding this shack for stuff because I think there was like some kind of upgrade in there. I think I ended up getting like a night vision upgrade or something. And it was right next to a camp, an enemy camp. Okay. <laughs> and so the enemies come up and they're like, hey, Joe, get out of there. We told you that's for the that's for the camp, not for you or something. And so a bunch of enemies kind of surround the place and it's night out. And then I pop out and I use my pneumatic weapon. And the pneumatic weapons are kind of like the air pump weapons. Yeah. You kind of have to pump them up in order to get them to work. Those were also in the prior entries, but there was no real reason to use them when you could just replace it with a, another gun you didn't have to pump all the time. That is not the case in Metro Exodus. You now have a separate slot for these pneumatic weapons, and the weapons are so ridiculously customizable that you can turn your pneumatic rifle into a sniper rifle. Okay. And the ammo is also super cheap for those guns as well. So it's basically super cheap sniper. Okay. And it was fantastic. So I peek out of this shack to find that all of these people are basically, you know, they've got their guns trained on the shed, but it's dark out. So they don't quite see me. And, but I can see all of the little headlamps that they've got on their heads. And that's when I like everything came together and I realized how genius these headlamps are. Okay. Because not only did they allow me to see these characters in the dark so that I, I could pop some easy headshots because these headlamps are located right above their heads. 
But also, these headlamps serve as a fantastic in-lore way of providing a cone of vision that you can see as a player. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Because these headlamps are their cone of visions. The headlamps <laughs> shine where they're looking. It's genius. I feel like your eyes were opened to a dark truth about reality or something. And you, yes. Yes, the end is near. I'm with you, brother. It's amazing, dude. The headlamps on characters in stealth action first-person shooters, man. That is the future that Metro Exodus has shown me. <laughs> That's beautiful. So that'll be in every game now, you're saying, with stealth mechanics? Is people yes, please. Headlamps? Do it. Okay. Everyone. Okay. 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 Modern Warfare did not have that anywhere in its campaign. I'll tell you that much. I I have no argument there. <laughs> it also wasn't full of the Euro jank, but you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. win them all. So the voice acting and stuff didn't bother you the way it was bad. Me? It was okay. really bad in some sections, especially little girl sounds like she is a little girl that got dragged into a recording booth and didn't know what she was doing <laughs> at gunpoint. Yeah, and it had like a cookie dangling above the microphone, Aww. and then they're like, "Say it, say it, say it," and then she says it, and then grabs cookie. You know, that's not <laughs> she does not sound great. Okay, and. uh a couple of the main characters sound better than others, but there's the there is the voice overlap thing. Yes, we talked about this when I played like the first like hour or so of the game. Yeah, and I was like, I thought it was fine. And that, throughout the whole thing, the voice overlap is insane. It yes. drew me bonkers because yeah. that is not how humans talk. No, it's not. And you're trying to like make it sound more natural, I guess, or make it sound like humans talk by playing the next voice line slightly before the last voice line ends. Right. Now, that is natural in certain situations, but not in every situation. No. And they don't care. I'm pretty sure they just, like, I don't know, in the programming, said play next line, you know, two right. seconds before last line ends. Right. And that's that's not natural in most circumstances. And it also doesn't make sense because, like, the last word in a sentence could be, you know, pivotal to what someone's about to say next. But it won't matter because they'll just play the next voice line anyway. Yes. Yeah, just like... give me same old video game voice acting. Let the person finish their line and then play the next line. You know, not as natural, yeah. but you're not going to win an. You're not trying to win an Oscar for your video game. Your weird Russian jank fest video game. Yeah, and like, yeah. So you think this was an intentional artistic choice? <laughs> I think it might have been. Okay. Okay. Do you think it was accidental? It could go either way. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it don't work good, though. I mean, it's the whole game. It's almost like the game's glitching or something, like yeah. the syncing's off. It's but it's not. Their voice, their, their lips were moving with the voice lines they were saying. Yeah. And it occurred the whole game. Yeah. Ridiculous. Know, Ridiculous. Uh, it really took me out of it. I don't what know. What were they thinking? I don't know. I don't Just know. turn on the Russian so you don't understand any of it. Yeah, that's what I did, I think, at some point. Yeah. That's a good option to have. I, I did that with uh, Assassin's Creed 2 Italian full Ooh, playthrough. Ooh, really? Yeah, that's the way to do it, baby. Dang. Yeah. That's rad. Uh, okay. That, honestly, uh, I'm way more interested in that game. I will never probably play it again because I just didn't like the gameplay, but I like this. Uh, yeah? I think it helps that you had the other Metro games under your belt going yeah. in, maybe. Yeah, I might have, yeah. Probably it's a right. cool universe they 
kind of have going on? It is. Did you yes. read the the books ever? No, never have okay. I ever. Okay. Seem interesting though. Yeah. Um, what's next on the buffet, Christian? I after Metro Exodus, I stayed on the first person shooter Game Pass train and played through Rage Two. Yeah. Yeah. Not a huge fan of Rage One. I understand it. No, do not like Rage One. Okay. I think that game is far more fascinating as a death of id software yeah. uh, thing than it is a video game. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. But Rage 2. Rage 2. It's okay, which okay. is better than Rage 1. <laughs> okay. My dad cannot listen to this podcast or he will have a conniption, but okay. Hey, that's okay. The world is full of a diversity of opinions. Right. I'm sure Papa Tucker will understand. Now, is this as Far Cry as it looks? It is slightly less. It has a lot more, surprisingly so, Just Cause 2 or 3 DNA in it. And it is developed by the same folks. But the same folks also made Mad Max. But this, I think, has more to do with Just Cause than it does Mad Max. Okay. Okay, I think I'm with you. Yeah. So blowing stuff up a lot. Yep, there are literally locations that are gas stations that you go up to, and yeah. they are considered complete when you blow up all the red tanks. Okay. That is extremely Just Cause 2. Yes. Okay. Now, not all of them are like that. I mean, in Just Cause, like, pretty much every location is that way. That's not the case. There's also, like, a crazy, ridiculous amount of upgrading stuff that's associated with different kinds of collectibles or Ugh. currency things yeah. just cause two also had that where you had the weapon parts you had the vehicle parts you had like health parts and like all of these things kind of gave a really unsatisfying abstraction of making your character better yeah that is definitely the case in rage two just give me a level bar please yeah. that's why i like the far cry game so much more because there's just the level bar mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. every time you're killing anything you're increasing that level here it's all like weird collectible stuff it's all currency stuff you get like weapon parts you get, you get vehicle parts and then you get like this nanite currency that you also use to level up certain things in certain ways and then at that point, there's no real reason to kill anything because killing anything doesn't feed into these systems. Okay. I'm with you, I think. And But killing the things is pretty fun. I mean, the the first-person shooting, I think, is better than Rage 1. Okay. But it's also, it's very bullet-stormy. Very bullet-stormy in the right, sense dude. that things are kind of, like, it feels like you're shooting pellet guns. Oh, okay. But also, like, the heads will, like, crack open whenever you get the headshots. It sounds like an egg cracking very good very good and also (laughs) you're like shooting up to people and then just meleeing them and they explode into blood so that's good it's not doom levels of good but it's good enough to keep this you know 12 hour first person shooter entertaining god help you if you want to try and 100 percent this thing and go to every location and do everything you christian yeah I feel like you have shed some, like, cyst that was on you that was making you do this in video Mm. games. And now you can just, like, live as a person, as someone who can just play a video game and just put it down. Yes. And it's beautiful to see, Christian. It's nice. It feels great. Yeah. Because had I not shed that cyst, (laughs) I would still be playing Death Stranding. And I would be (laughs) stuck playing it for a a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you've played Rage 2 now. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful new world this is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> Better How's than the, the first Rage. Story do anything for you? Nope. 
Okay. No, I mean, not very interesting. Okay. It's, uh, what is it? It's a revenge tale, so you play as man or woman Ooh. whose uh, uh, mother figure gets killed by these cyborgs that come up from the ground and <laughs> oh, no. are hell-bent on murdering everyone. That's a great plot. So, you know, the ultimate goal is to find these cyborgs and murder the cyborg <laughs> leader man who killed your mother figure. This is very silly. Okay. And so you have to go to each region on the map... And find a person who is able to provide a step in a plan to ultimately take down Cyborg Man. Hmm. And that's about it. I mean, Hmm. you know, the characters will say things that, I guess, match up with their characters. And then there's NPCs that also say things that are largely uninteresting. And data pads that you can read that, you know, aren't really that interesting. Because, I mean, the, the, the world is what it is. Yeah, post-apocalypse. It's desert. Yeah, and there's some arcs there, and and that's about it. Okay. There's crazy people. Yeah. Yeah. Far Cry New Dawn. This just sounds like Far Cry New Dawn to me. Yeah, Far Cry New Dawn. I think was even better in the story department than this. It was very unfortunate. Yeah. Hmm. Did the Rage One story do anything for you, or is it just part of that game? No, not really. Okay. I don't even remember it, if I'm being honest, though. Okay. There's an asteroid. I know that. Ah, yes. Okay. Okay. Christian. Yep. What else is in this buffet, dude? Uh, My friend Pedro. (laughs) Yep. Hit me. That Hotline Miami-like. Kind of. Okay. Yeah, bananas. Yeah. You got the 3D side-scrolling, shoot-the-people video game. Okay, Katana Zero. Yes. Got it. And it feels like just like one of those, you know, armor games, X-Gen Studios kind of flash games that you would have played back in the day. Oh my God, yeah. Okay. Yes. Stick violence game two. Exactly, yes. It feels just like one of those, you know, 2D side-scrolling, you're shooting people. And I feel like my friend Pedro was, I think, programmed in Unity. And so it's 3D. We're not talking 2D flash animation here. We're talking fully rendered 3D sick and i feel like they shot themselves in the foot pun not intended mm. by trying focusing on making things look cool instead of feel cool okay because things okay. do look really cool okay because you're you can slow down time right okay. you can and whenever you slow down time and jump your character does like a flippy dippy and then you can <laughs> sick shoot at people you can choose where you want your offhand to shoot so that you can like slide down a rope while you're shooting with both hands at people on both ends of the screen you know that looks cool okay it doesn't feel great though Mm. it doesn't feel very good and i noticed that i think the the time slow is a little too slow because the time slow really slows Hmm. down time and to make matters worse, your time slow meter goes down super slow. As long as you're shooting anything, your time slow meter is never going to run out. Okay. And so you're incentivized to just play this game perpetually in slow time mode because then you can also dodge the bullets easier that way. Okay. And it also makes it easier to do all these cool moves and you di- seem to die way slower when you're in the slow mode. But it's also so excruciatingly slow. 
to the point that for the second half of the game, I just refused to use it because it just slowed things down so much. It made them way less fun. And yeah. things also looked worse when they were that slow. Cause I mean, this is unity. The animations aren't, you know, fantastic, mm-hmm. but when they're normal speed, they happen so fast that just seeing some blood gush out of this 3d doll looks cool. Sick. So this, yeah, it was uh, head scratcher. Sounds like super hot minus the gimmick or something. Where it's yeah. Like, slow motion. Yeah, it wasn't all there. I mean, you got a bud that follows you around everywhere. He's a banana, and his name is Pedro. So, <laughs> you know, it's Devolver Digital to the max. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's pretty much all they got in there, and the, the talking banana. <laughs> who, who are you, then? You're just some guy? Yeah, you're some guy, yeah. You, you've got some... Uh, you do have a past, and that is kind of tied <laughs> into <good>. the... <laughs> uh, what yeah. even is the motive? You just wake up. The game is you wake up and then you come out of like a butcher shop and then you decide to kill the butcher. And then after you kill the butcher, you end up at a hitman convention. And then like the hitmen are all of a sudden hired to kill you while you're at the hitman convention. So you have to kill your way through all these hitmen. And then after you do that, you realize that like this corporate lady is the one who hired the hitmen to kill you. Mm. And so that's when the actual story happens for like the last, you know, two hours of the video game. Okay. That doesn't sound too bad. That's a silly premise, I guess. Yeah, it's fine. Shooting all <laughs> yeah. the things over and over, it's, I mean, it yeah. is what it is. So like Katana Zero is like better? Yeah, We're Katana gonna... Zero okay. feels cool. And okay. it feels cooler than it looks. Okay. And it looks pretty darn cool. <laughs> So, okay. yeah, you know, I'm doing the math in my head. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. It's just not there, man. It's okay. not there. The recommendation is not there to sit down and play through the entirety of my friend Pedro okay. when you can play Katana Zero or Ape Out, yeah. which are much more interesting. God, Ape Out's like an hour long. Yeah. Super short. Short, sweet to the point. Yeah. I was kind of into it. Yeah. It being short because I didn't pay for it. Totally, dude. Yeah. Available now on Game Pass. Yeah. Okay. Kristen, continue yes. this buffet of wonders. Well, the Please. last little schmeckle I got for Ooh. you is ukulele in the impossible lair. Yeah. Where did that come from, Kristen? Came from me wanting to break up the kind of shooter thing. Sure. I've been playing a bunch of shooters. Yeah. And I don't know. I seem to have an insatiable desire for collectathons. That's okay. I have a very weird kind of fondness. For these both side-scrolling platformers and 3D platformers, where I could just play them forever. I don't know why I did not get those very much in my childhood. But now that I do finally have access to them, I can just gobble them up. Okay. I can see it. I'm I'm the same way, dude. Yeah? Unfortunately, Ukulele, the original, wasn't good enough to satiate any of that. That game's poo-poo. Yeah. But anyway, what were you going to ask? I was just going to ask. I was going to run some things by you. Does Lego, like Lego Star Wars, does that fit that description? Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. That's does, a good one. Does Crash Bandicoot fit that description? Absolutely, yes. Yes, okay. 210%. Okay. Lego Star Wars more fit that description because it was Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like barely a platformer. It's barely a game, yeah. It's like... Exactly. Stupid. 
Yeah, I, I played it for the first time at a friend's house on PS2, and I was just, like, blown away. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is episode one, dude! There's, like, so many characters. Exactly. Those are the droids! Those are the droids! I'm playing as Qui-Gon! They're dancing. Yes. Thank you, yes. Okay. It was the movie. But the, also the problem was I couldn't get past the, what was it, the end of the second level without the game freezing. And that was right oh, before no. the other episodes opened up to you or something like that. Oh, no. And so I was stuck not playing more than like the first hour of Lego Star Wars 1 for the first year. You're good. Oh, yeah. You're, you're... Oh, yeah. Okay. But sorry. Yes. Ukulele. Yes. Ukulele is a 2D platformer. Okay. So, did you have more things to run by me? No, I'm sorry. Okay. That was it. Okay. It's a uh, very much Donkey Kong Country type video game and that school of thought of 2D platformers. Yes. Obviously, this is Playtonic Games, the remnants that were left behind after Rareware went to Explorer. Xbox. Yep. So, I'm not very fond of the original Donkey Kong Country games. Christian. I've tried playing the first one and I can't really do it. Christian. Yeah brother really with you I really you, my brother uh oh people love those games they do yes i i i can't i can't go with them on it i think mark I thinks know. donkey kong country 3 is one of the best video games ever made is that the case i sh- yes almost absolutely yes but yep. i i just there's something about them that really rubs me the wrong way yep i can't I do know. them I have yeah. tried on several occasions, and I can't get further than halfway through Donkey Kong Country without just kind of putting it down and moving on. I agree. <laughs> so this game... But this! I do like new Donkey okay. Kong Country. I do like Tropical Freeze. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Despite the fact that that's kind of moving into the we're going to be brutally difficult to, you know, pander to our fans kind of thing. Right. But, right. I mean... 3D looks pretty, and also it's got more of like that polish to it that yes. I'm down with. And ukulele in the impossible lair, what I like so much about it <laughs> is that it's not just Donkey Kong Country. Okay. Where ukulele was like, okay, we made another Banjo Kazooie game except worse because yeah. we can only do so much, you know. <laughs> yeah. Don't be Rolling so hard on us. This is a Kickstarter, okay? Yeah. Now, in the impossible lair wasn't expecting this at all and it is its own kind of thing it is neat it has interesting unique ideas okay bonkers hit me they don't just take the old thing and then you know make another one (laughs) they make their own thing that's good i think yes yes why didn't you do this for ukulele so so 2D Donkey Kong Country platformer. The overworld okay. is actually playable. So the overworld okay. is kind of like this top down. You run around and jump and every level kind of has two phases, right? You got the standard run of the level and then you've got the alternate. Of course. Yes. Path, video games. You know? sure. Yes, exactly. But in order to unlock that alternate version of the level, you yeah. kind of have to run around the overworld and maybe do a couple of puzzle platform type things. And then you'll unlock the alternate version of the level. Huh? That's yeah, that's kind of interesting, I guess. So it's yeah. like a what does the map look like? I'm picturing like a Super Mario 3 type of thing maybe. Sure. It's it's very much kind of like it's it's a world, you know. It's almost okay. like a level in itself. Kind of okay. like Sonic Adventure, no, Sonic Advance 3. Oh. Yes. But good, good. But good. Oh, yes. okay. okay. Not bad. 
where okay. it's kind of just like a level. Like it almost just kind of looks like a level. You're not side scrolling. It's top down, but weird. There's gameplay there. And so like you... a Zelda level, like an old 2D Zelda type. Of yeah, thing? sure. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And then you you'll walk up to a book and it'll be like, oh, there's a level now. And oh, then pages. that. Yes, and then that cues okay. up the actual side-scrolling <laughs> level section. But not only that, uh, as soon as you start the game, you're tossed into the titular impossible lair. <laughs> you got to throw yes. titular in there, Tucker. This is a video game enthusiast podcast. You have mentioned the subtitle of this game like 40 times already. And good, I good. It. I'm trying okay. to burn it into my brain that this is okay. not the original. This is the impossible lair. The impossible The lair. 2D side-scroller that they, for some reason, came out with after the 3D platformer. With, like, no fanfare. I no. I don't know how this happened. This should have came okay. first so Ooh. that everyone could be happy when the 3D yeah. platformer sucked. Anyway. Disappointment. Yes. <laughs> uh, so the game starts you out by throwing you into the impossible lair. Okay, impossible lair. And the impossible lair immediately starts you out with a boss fight against B man, bad B guy. Yes, yes. And then if you're able to beat that boss fight, then you move on to the actual lair. You do a bunch of platforming stuff, and it's hard. And then you die, and then you get kicked out to the overworld. And so... Okay. Basically, uh, there's this bee lady. She's like, hey, I got a bunch of little bees that can help you out. So every level you finish, you liberate one of these little bees. And essentially what these little bees do, they're not just like MacGuffin collectibles that increase your total collectible counter. They sure. also serve as extra hit points when you're in the impossible air. Impossible air. Yes. So every okay. one of these, every level you finish, you gain an extra hit point for when you want to go back to the impossible layer and give impossible it a layer. shot. Okay. Yes. So it's like the final, the final level is available to you from the outset. Okay. And it's up to you how many hit points you want going into that final section. Okay. So, but theoretically you could go into that level from the outset and finish the game? Yes, yes. You can okay. try it over and over and over. And if you can make it through the whole thing without getting hit more than twice, then you can do it. That's a wild idea. Yeah, absolutely. And it meant that I didn't have to play through all of the 2D platforming levels to go back, feel like I was confident enough to, you know, with my current amount of hit points, to call it good. Huh. This isn't a game where you have to play through all the 2D side-scrolling levels yeah. in order to get to the last final boss and then be done. This is a game where the final stage is the most difficult, and it's always available to you. And it's up to you whether or not you want to put in the time and effort to get more hit points or put in the time and effort to memorize the level. That's, uh, that's an interesting idea. I feel like you wouldn't want that too, too much, though. Yes. Yes. But that's interesting. It is. Yes. And I have not seen this in one of these Donkey Kong Country likes before. Mm -mm. And it's interesting and it's neat. Hmm. And it... it gives you kind of something that you're building towards because every 2D level you finish, you get another hit point. And it's not, uh, it's not um, procedurally generated, right? It's no. just like this is the level. Yep. Completely okay. defined, so completely available huh. to memorization. That's cool. I can't believe they haven't pushed this game because this sounds, yeah, way more interesting than Ukulele 1. Yeah, it is Maybe weird because I feel like this game isn't very popular either. You look at the Steam review count and it's kind of paltry. Yeah. It's kind of sad. 
I guess I kind of assumed in the lead up to it, I had like heard, you know, whispers about it, but I figured it was like, oh, they're adding this mode to ukulele, I guess, yeah. or something. Yeah, I, I remember know. seeing that first trailer and I almost could not have been less interested. I'm like, yeah. oh, wow, they got the ukulele engine. They got all these assets. Wow, <laughs> these characters we all love. Exactly. They threw together a 2D platformer. Cool. You want a pat on the back, Platonic? Yes. <laughs> but here we are and the game's actually good it also feels really good it's got its own kind of like its own kind of mechanics you know you got the spin of course you got of the course. spin that you can do because that's iconic Donkey Kong Country. famous spin exactly okay. and then uh what is it uh Laylee the bat is your companion <laughs> i hate it yeah so you know it's the donkey kong country thing yeah but also you kind of get used to the feel of things. You get used to, you know, the jumping patterns. You get used to having Laylee on your back because whenever you do, when you, whenever you have Laylee, you can also do a spin <laughs> jump that keeps you in the air a little bit longer, you know. Uh-huh. And that spin jump feels really good too. And then you kind of get a feel for how much you can extend your jumps with Laylee, and you can also kind of, you know, do a ground stomp when you have Laylee on your back. So that's another uh, move available to you. Uh huh. So it's it's nice. It's a nice little 2D platformer. Okay. It's not fantastically well polished. I mean, they made this in Unity. I mean, they did a pretty darn good job considering. Yeah. But maybe they didn't make this in Unity. But it feels like it. Yeah. It feels like Ukulele One Engine. But it's a 2D okay. platformer. Okay. That's kind of what's worrying me is I thought Ukulele felt like garbage yes. to play. So. This feels less so. Okay. That's good. It's good progress. Yes, progress. Okay. Thank you, Platonic Games. Maybe you'll make a good 3D <laughs> platformer someday. Oh man, that was such a bummer. And I love that uh, Hat and Time came out around that same time. Oh like... yeah, dude. Yeah, that game's fantastic. I still need to play that at some point. Yeah, that game feels mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, Christian. No yes. dessert at this buffet, dude? No, dude. You're going to be left dry, but you can provide mm. me with some dessert Okay. by telling me what you've played. Okay. Well, I played Far Cry New Dawn. <gasps> Did you finish it? Nope. Nope. No? Nope. 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 Do you like those twin antagonists, huh? Nope. 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 Back nope. at it They're again with the fantastic dude. antagonists. Far Cry New Dawn. I didn't think it was bad. Yeah. It's fine. It, yeah. It's exactly what it is on the tin you know it's like here's your smaller far far cry 5 mm-hmm. thing i don't know how did it, just it didn't, yeah how did it pan out according to your expectations where were your expectations and where did far low. cry new dawn come in at low 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 expectations because gotcha. i thought it was gonna be a worse far cry 5 yes okay far cry 5 but we didn't put as much time or money into it here you go yeah and i thought it was mm, mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just something about it being smaller. It makes the pace, like, the pacing tighter, I feel like, because it's easier to get places. Yeah. Um, and at some point, I was just, like, rolling through and taking over outposts or whatever, and it's like, this is what you do in a Far Cry game. And then I felt like I could just put it down because I knew exactly what the game was at that mm-hmm. point. And I... All I really wanted to know was what the game was, and I figured it out, I guess. Yeah. And that's Far Cry. Yep. With levels now. <laughs> uh? Uh, they gotta they, we gotta solve as a society the problem where everybody every game has a skill tree and none of them are interesting <laughs> yeah uh you gotta give me something at the top of that skill tree oh yeah you know yeah uh, like um, borderlands does 
No. Okay. Ah, Borderlands was fun because I just got the thing that broke the game where you just yes. shoot fire racks at people yes. and they die. Oh, uh, yes. But after that, it was kind of like, right. Uh, totally not into it. Yeah. Like at all. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like the villains were really rote and like not mm-hmm. interesting as villains. Mm-hmm. Like they should be like, I, I get what they were going for. It was like they're a force of chaos and you don't know what they're going to do. But it was just kind of like they had so many like opportunities to destroy you and they're just like no come find us and kill us at the end of the game and then yeah. they would drive away and it's like what what am i doing yeah um and that, yeah that's far i don't know i don't have much to say about how it. did you like the post-apocalyptic aesthetic mm, i expected more yeah honestly. like i like the uh mm, they like go halfway with it where it's like here's some cool animals that wouldn't be in Yes. Five. But then they are also like, here's a turkey, but it's blue. Ooh. I was like, okay. <laughs> here's a deer, but it's white. <laughs> yep. Annihilation, the video game. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I like that it's like, I don't know. I like that there's like all these weird flowers everywhere. And I like that it's kind of like this tribal, you go meet like the people who were worshiping the guy from the first from the fifth <laughs> yes. game yes i thought that was kind of a cool thing that didn't seem like it was going anywhere yes and they do the thing every far cry game does where you have a vision quest or whatever mm-hmm. hallucination so yeah it just feels like they've made too many far cry games <laughs> they're good at making them now but yeah it's not the most interesting thing so uh plague tale was really good <gasps> plague tale innocence yeah recommended Really? Uh, Says the person who said, wow, that game sure is $50, huh? That... Still a steep price. Still a steep price. I... Game Pass has ruined me. I don't... Yeah. (laughs) Every game is expensive now, because there are good games you can get for next to nothing, Mm -hmm. if you play your cards right. Do you think Game Pass is still going to be 10 bucks a month in perpetuity? No. Yeah, I I don't. I'm waiting for it. Yeah. I'm waiting for the hammer to drop on that. Uh, How much would you pay? Ah, uh, that's tough. Don't listen to this, Phil Spencer. Yeah, fifteen bucks a month. I think it would probably be the ceiling because that's like yeah. outside of the realm of like video streaming services, even. Yes. So. So like twenty is beyond the pale. Yeah, that's that's tough. That's more okay. than like any MMO. Yes, that's a good point. But you have all these games. All this value is right in front of you. That's true. And you can play it on your PC or your Xbox. Yeah. Sure can. You know what I think they'll do is they'll introduce xCloud and then they'll be like, now it's more, but you're uh, giving this extra feature, mm-hmm. xCloud. Mm, yep. Mm, <laughs> which if xCloud is just, you, I know it's not just this, but I feel like it's, mm, I feel like they're lying to people or something. Yeah. Because I feel like the main point of it is you can stream from your Xbox to your phone. And that mm-hmm. is not interesting to me <laughs> in the slightest. <laughs> So if that is some value add in their eyes, that's mm-hmm. a bad road, I feel like. Yeah. So how much were you able to snag Plague Tale 4? Uh, it was on my EA thing. <gasps> that's right. Yeah. Another subscription service. I kind of... Mm, mm. Only in a philosophical sense, but I kind of <laughs> like the company-specific subscription plans because it reminds me... It reminds me of something. Mm. I used to do this thing. There was this uh, service where you would sign up for a record label and then you would get all of their releases. Oh, wow. To keep? 
to keep yeah they would be like okay this band put out a new album and here's like your flack files or whatever Ooh. um and they would send you uh every once in a while you would get like something in the mail and it would be like this awesome like i got this compilation of like old soul music because i but not just like whatever they had in the trash or whatever. It was like the this curated thing they had put out recently. And yes. it was it was awesome. And I, I like that completionist part of me really likes this idea where I'm paying money but I'm getting everything you're doing. Ooh, yes. Uh but it's not something sustainable for me. It's not like I'm gonna pay fifteen dollars a month forever so I can play whatever Ubisoft puts out, you know oh, yeah. every six months. But for these like month little bites, I really like just opening the EA vault and it's like, okay, here's every EA game, dude. Yes. It's really satisfying. Yeah. But uh I think that's where it's at its best too, is not just paying for it every month so that you can have all the EA games, but Right. Something comes out. Peeping every now and then. Yeah. And uh I mean, I kinda binged that thing where I was like on four different services at once there <laughs> oh, yeah. for that month. But that's one game. Mm-hmm. And I could play, like, most of what I would want to play in that moment. So I feel like we're in this beautiful little moment where it's not anti-consumerist yet. Yeah. And it's, like, a good value for people. And then by, like, this time next year, it'll just be destroyed. And that yeah. will no longer be the case. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to enjoy it Yeah, right now. Mm-hmm. But Christian. Yes. There was a game I paid, not full price, but $31 for. Oh, boy. That I'd really like to talk to you about. Yeah. It's called That's Disco Elysium, dude. Ooh. Available on Steam? Available on Steam. Pretty much nowhere else? Pretty much nowhere else. Dang, dude. That's a that's a pretty penny. It is. That was more than I've spent on a game in a while. Jeez. This thirty-one dollars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so here's the thing, Christian. I gotta mm-hmm. preface this a little bit here. Okay. The worst thing someone could do for me regarding a game is say this game is really good wow this game is great wow because then when i sit down and play that game i think this isn't great (laughs) like i put up i put up defenses i'm like "Mm, yeah mm, what were they seeing that i'm not seeing yes i don't want to do that with this game but i think this is like one of the best games i've ever played (laughs) so well, you, so, you did the same thing with Outer Wilds, and that didn't spoil yes. it for me, at least. Okay. Okay. I get the same vibes. I think they are very different games, but I get the same, like, ooh, this is changing things. This is, like, really good type of thing. Interesting. Both of these games. Um, it's a classic computer RPG, right? No. 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 I thought okay. it was going in. Yes. I would compare this to, like, a point-and-click adventure game. Ah, okay. But from the perspective of like a Baldur's Gate, where it's like isometric, yes, you know, clicking to move around. Okay, that makes it seem more accessible to me. Yeah, there's no combat. Oh, from what I've seen, you know, ten yes. hours in, no combat. Oh wow. Yes. Okay, you you may have just piqued my interest <laughs> way more right there. Okay. Because nothing I've seen up to up till this point has indicated that that was the case to me. No, I I mean, I didn't really uh, look into this game too much, but the picture of this game I had in my head from looking at screenshots and a little bit of video is not at all what I feel like this game actually is. Interesting. So, uh, 
this is a game I could very easily spoil, and I really want to try to avoid that. Ooh. So if you have any questions, I can try to answer questions. Otherwise, I can just kind of give my spiel. I just wanted to talk okay. about it a little bit. You get to choose or create a character in some form, right? Yes, but you are a set character. Okay. Um, amnesiac. Okay. So, you know. But you... I don't think this is a spoiler. I'm sure okay. I just not even spoiler. I just don't want to like take away any of the cool stuff that yeah. happens, but you are kind of defining. Okay. So like in mass effect, right? Mm-hmm. You're commander Shepard. Yes. You're a set character. And then there's like these moral choices that happen. Okay. In mass effect. Mm-hmm. where It's like, you know, are you going to do this? Or are you going to do this? And what this game does, Disco Elysium, is it is that it follows kind of that same format, but it the moral choices are not they are so much more interesting to me because it is not just um it's not something you could go up to someone else and say, like, hey, what did you do with the what is it, yeah. like the Rathney Queen or whatever? It's yeah. not like this moment in time where you make a moral decision. Yes. It feels like the entire game is just this series of small little things that are happening that's kind of creating the character of you while also still being a set character with a history and a personality in this world. Oh, wow. Um, Because that sounds like it would be very hard to pull off. It is. Yes, because I don't think any game has done what this game is doing in that sense. I I really think this game is raising the bar on a lot of that stuff. And I don't think other games are going to come meet it anytime soon. Holy cow. The writing is phenomenal. I think. And that's but, what most of this game is. Yes. Yes. If you are not down to initiate a conversation with someone and then read for like 15 minutes, this is not the game for you. Cause that is, that is what this game is. Gotcha. But I find there's not been a moment where I have not just been like completely absorbed with whatever is happening. It's wow. just, it is consistently interesting. Is it like the setting or the subject yes. matter or? Yes. Yes. All of the above? So, the hook, right. Yes. The hook is that you have these 20, I think it's 20, um, uh, let's say personality traits. Or like uh, like empathy, you know, mm-hmm. or physical strength. There's like 20 of them. And that's what you level up, is you have all these ones you can level up. And what's happening during conversations is it's doing a dice roll at oh. certain times based on those traits and then those traits talk to you oh if that makes sense interesting so and it's it's so smart because it's like uh you're talking to someone because you're a detective in this game the mm-hmm. the point of the game is you wake up from like a bender you don't remember anything and there's a body hanging from a tree in the backyard basically of this hostel you're staying in mm-hmm. and it's in this uh fictional completely fictional world um extremely interesting world uh that has kind of just come out of this period of a lot of like strife and war and you're kind of in this like post-war decline of this kind of european nation okay Uh, kind of like a french there's a lot of french vibes to it what kind of technology are we talking Mm, like uh kind of like a steampunky like the cars are probably more advanced than we have but they look kind of like old old timey cars type of thing uh 
beautiful looking game i feel like but not in a technical way mm-hmm. like i feel like this could have come out 10 years ago and yeah. you wouldn't bat an eye at it but it's got it reminds me of like the half-life 2 concept art oh type of thing. yeah really nice looking oh but, man uh, so anyway you're say i'm like interrogating someone i'm like a detective trying to figure out what happened to this body and like i'm talking to a lady and she'll say something and then like the empathy dice roll will happen mm-hmm. and if my empathy is high enough it'll make that easier and then empathy will trigger and empathy will say like uh you know something something she kind of bared her soul there you shouldn't push the issue and then it'll it'll present you with the ability to push the issue Mm. or other things but if you want to listen to empathy you'll kind of do that so i feel like it's super interesting because it's actually kind of building how you play your character based on how you build your character using like your level ups because if you're becoming more if you're putting points into empathy, you're going to become a more emphatic person just because empathy is factoring in and talking to you more uh, through these conversations. It just works so well. Fascinating. And it's like, it's like seamless. It just, you know, it just goes, I, I love this game, Christian. It's, it's so good. <laughs> How do and you like, do this leveling up? It's just, uh, cause there's no combat. Way, there's no combat. It's, uh, Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> You'll just level up based on you get like all these little tasks that just kind of pop up because you're a detective, so it's kind of what you would expect. It's like figure out you know how the the person was killed or okay. talk to said witness about something, and then that'll do like a ding. You accomplish this task. You've got like a journal. It's pretty standard, mm-hmm. uh, and that just kind of it's like I think it is just like a level up bar that gotcha. levels up. But if you want instead you can use that skill point to open up a thought in your like thought library Whoa. and then you can sock it in this uh thought that you might get just from a dialogue choice or something for instance um there's this lady in the lobby of the hostel that you talk to and her husband is a cryptozoologist i think which is that he looks for mythical creatures to try to prove that they're real and she tells you about this animal that is invisible but it sounds like a they found it because it sounded like bird song but it was in like too high a register for birds to make so it's like this invisible bird you're looking for and then you like step out of the hostel and you you can it comes up and it's like you think you can hear it and you can have like this whole dialogue tree where you're like trying to listen to this thing. And that creates this thought of this bird or whatever in your Mm -hmm. mind. And then you can put that in your, in one of those thought sockets and over time. And as you learn more about it, that bar fills up. And when it hits the top, you can internalize that thought and that'll give you bonuses to different personality traits and stuff. Interesting. Crazy. That's crazy. Um, and it just like all the, the world is so interesting and just talking to people is so interesting. It's a, it all takes place within a very small section of this city. Gotcha. So there's a very limited number of people. So it allows them to really flesh these characters out. Uh, and you get a really good range of characters because, uh, there's like this union thing going on. Okay. In the area. That's like one of the main driving forces here is there's like a union uprising. So you can go talk to the lady sent by the company to deal with it. And she's super interesting. 
or you can go talk to the union people and they're less interesting but <laughs> you know yes i don't i don't usually like union stuff as, as like a trope i'm not yeah into so but this game is does it pretty well like does time pass is there... yes okay yes it does and uh that's interesting because you have your partner um kim kitsuragi who is an excellent character in his own right Ooh. uh and he oh it's so good because your relationship with him is evolving over time because you start out and you're just like this drunken slob yeah you can't remember anything and he has so much disdain for you Ooh. but as you go you kind of have these nice moments where you're kind of connecting and it's really good but he is very straight laced he's like a detective from the because you're from separate precincts that okay. both sent someone so there's kind of like this battle going on between the precincts um Ooh. but he's like way more stern he's like by the books detective man mm -hmm. so there will be things that you want to do that you can't do because he's there but uh... he'll go to sleep at such and such time and then you can kind of sneak out but other people are going to sleep also, so you kind of have to fit it into that window, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, and then you just, yeah, you go to sleep each night, and then it's like a new day, and there's like a daily cycle type of thing. So Dang. Um, it's not like Oblivion or something where it's like people are living out their lives. Yeah. Uh, people just kind of stand on their spot mm -hmm. until the next time switch happens, and then they're somewhere else. So. Um, it handle or it tackles racism in kind of a really interesting way, I think. Mm -hmm. Because it, this is the closest I'll get to maybe talking about cool stuff that I don't want to spoil. But I just, I just want to talk about it. So there's a lot of points where, like, there's this racist truck driver, um, and like he's racist in general, but he's also racist towards kim's nationality your partner mm -hmm. so it's like this really terse conversation and he'll start just like spouting racist like you know yes here's my mindset here's where i'm coming from and it'll present you with a bunch of choices and some of them are like yeah i can see what you're saying or like dude you're a monster and i usually just went with i don't want to talk about this yeah you know this is i don't yeah but then Eventually, if you do that enough, the game is kind of like, you, are you going to take a stand? Like, are you, what is your problem? And then really, your mind will start talking to you, you know, through your personality yep. traits. And it was like, hey, you're kind of like a centrist. You're like a, they call them like ultra liberal or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, you don't really uh, take a stand much, do you? And you're like, well, no, I guess I don't. And you can like opt into that thought. And then that thought can, you can internalize. But then it's like kind of chiding you. But then every time you make like a centrist choice it'll like give you some morale back or like a little bit of xp oh, so you wow. can kind of subscribe to these thought processes but at the same time it's kind of encouraging you to you know actually take a stand on something or jeez it's super interesting and i i get why you know people are like oh this game's racist because there's a lot it's kind of rough towards the beginning there's a lot of like, okay bad things going on but i don't think this game at all supports those viewpoints i don't think that's the point yeah i think the point is yours it's challenging you to actually have a, an opinion on that to actually do something about it so it's interesting it and i mean you can just play as a racist yes i didn't go down that path but you know wow 
This sounds like the kind of thing that could only exist as an indie game because they went way yes. down that like character building dialogue tree rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to the point where there's paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs about a war that happened 50 years ago that has nothing to do with the main plot, but yeah. you can, you can just talk. There's like a, a lady, it's the union lady, but you can just go talk to her and she kind of likes you. So it's like, you can just ask her, you know, mm-hmm. where am I? What? And then it's like, it locks some, dialogue choices behind dice rolls based on the level of you know whatever like encyclopedia is one of your facets so it's like if your encyclopedia level is high enough you can be like what is this no i mean like what are we doing here like Mm. all these like deep philosophical questions and then you have these fairly like lucid enjoyable philosophical discussions if you can open up that dialogue tree and i mean like i don't think a game has handled that type of stuff this well that i've ever played dang it's just i just want to like i want to read books about this game you know i like i like want to learn more about it it's really yeah it's awesome it sounds like almost like if you took your bethesda or outer worlds and then you cut out the combat and then you made the dialogue parts interesting (laughs) yeah i suppose but it has it is not uh it's so not interested in the hero's journey oh okay it's about some guy is some guy got hanged in he got lynched in the backyard of this hotel in this country or in the city that no one cares about that's on the decline Mm -hmm. like there's no there's hope in the game but it's not you're not fighting anyone you're not you know making the world better i can't even get the body out of the tree you know, yes. and so these people just have to live here and watch this body decay while I try not to be drunk or whatever. Like Jeez. it's, it's not a feel good yeah. type of thing. Like I, it is so unlike Bethesda where it's like, you are the champion of the world and you're going to solve everyone's problems. Yeah. It is not, it is not that at all. Like the biggest victory I think so far is a mom was making her kid sit out in the cold and try to get customers into their shop. And I talked the mom into letting the kid stay inside so she doesn't freeze to death. And I was like, this is the best I've done (laughs) in this game. So fascinating. I, uh, I, it's like, it's awesome. Yeah. It sounds neat. I think this, what's the, what's the studio behind the Z a slash U M Zaum. Yeah, never, no idea. I think this is their first game. That's crazy. Where do you think they could go from there? Do you want to see them do something else, like a different setting with these same kind of systems? Or do you want to Mm. see them do something different, considering how fantastic they executed on this vision the first time around? Yeah, I would rather they just, uh, I don't know. Is there any more refining to do with this formula? Uh, yes. Okay. Because it gets in the way sometimes. Like, it's not a perfect game. Like, I feel like the mechanics being Baldur's Gate mechanics doesn't super benefit. Because it's like, click over here and then watch your guy walk over there, you know? Like, uh, it could be streamlined a little bit. But it's as close to, it, it, like, it nails exactly what it's going for in a way that i don't even think outer wilds did oh wow because uh, outer wilds was a video game yes at some point this is like a video game as a vehicle for something completely different 
Dang. Which is reading. Yeah. So it's not like, <laughs> it's not crazy, but it's uh I just think it pushes story in games and characterization in games and just there's uh there's a part with an intercom towards the beginning mm. that I was I had like goosebumps and it was like it's just you talking to someone over an intercom. Wow. But it's so surreal and perfect and it just fits this world so well that it was just like i this is not what video games do to me yeah and it was happening and it was it's like reading a good book honestly like mm-hmm. it's that good at the the writing and everything so i really like it just I'm, you. I'm glad you talked about it because i was under the impression that this was a classic rpg where you spend a lot of time doing combat and then stressing no. out because you don't have enough healing items or your party isn't good enough Right. And then you yeah. have to retry from checkpoint. Yeah, like Kim uses his super ability and then it has to recharge. For... Yeah. Yeah, no. Like you, you don't even know where your gun is at the beginning of the game. So it's like. Dang. Yeah. Um, yeah. Love it, dude. I don't know what else to say without like getting deep into it. So I'll just say, yeah, I really recommend Disco Elysium. Um, I don't want to keep playing it because I don't want it to end. Oh. You know, like a, I'll never be able to play it for yeah. the first time again. Oh, jeez, that's sad. But now you have planted the seed to allow future generations <laughs> to play yeah. Disco Elysium for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I hope I didn't come off like everyone else who talked about it that put me off of playing it because they're like, "This is." Uh, exactly what i said (laughs) it pushes the bar for writing yeah blah 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 blah. and uh they're right (laughs) so i don't know god bless them yeah um yeah man i found my top three games finally i I figured it out but i don't know which one disco elysium or outer wilds dude Mm. i don't know there's like a i don't uh what is it called? Because uh, I'm playing Disco Elysium, so it's like fresher in my mind. Oh, uh, so, uh, yes. Something bias. Yeah. Uh, primacy or um, uh, something. <laughs> yep. I feel like it yes. starts with an S. That was like, yeah, recency or like... Uh... Anyway. I didn't play Outer Wilds for a while, so it's kind of... I can recognize the flaws better. Yeah. But, uh... Do you feel like uh, Disco Elysium is something that's worth that full fat? 40 bucks? Yes, absolutely. Dang. Because I, I... That's such a weird... <laughs> yeah. I get what you mean. Like a value totally... proposition type thing? It's just because, like, you can buy a crummy game for $60. Yes. This looks like Baldur's Gate, Tucker. I can buy Baldur's I Gate know. Remastered for 10 bucks. See, that's the thing is I really want to play Planescape Torment now. Yeah. People are like, this is the successor to Planescape Torment. And from what I know of Planescape, which I've never played, it is very similar in uh, like story or what your character represents type of thing. Yeah. What he's going through. So I would really like to play that sometime. But yeah, man, I really think it's doing this game a disservice that I've heard it described as like a CRPG so much because that is not what it is. Mm-hmm. So go play it, dude. I'm talking not to you, Christian, but to you at home. Go play Disco Elysium. Great soundtrack, dude. 
Really? Because mm. it all sounds, it's very basic, but it all sounds like it's coming out of speakers somewhere. Ooh. Like you're in this like uh, dirty, because it's like um, early winter. Ooh. So it's just like this dirty, abandoned street, and you can just kind of hear like horns coming from over there, you know? Yes. Like they're playing like propaganda music or something. Ooh. Dang. Ooh. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Rock Band 4 is they, there's like slowdown in it now what? what did they do? really? yeah it's really hard to play Rock Band with slowdown it lags? It like lags or it like hitches like, yeah like the music's fine music keeps going but it's like I can't mm. what are you playing on? Uh, PS4 okay bass PS4 well, I think it only came out back when the before Pro right? Yeah. So. So what are they doing? Huh. <laughs> that was my holiday experience. <sighs> What's the go-to song at your place? Ooh. Ooh. We do a lot of Wonderwall by Oasis. Yeah. That's like a good send-off. Ooh. Um, American Pile always get the whole family going. Ooh, nice. Um, I really like a lot of the REM songs. It's the end of the world, and mm. I feel fine. Mm-hmm. That's a good uh, vocal song, if you can keep up with it. Which I can't. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot uh, of fast words in there. Yes. I have a hurricane. Listen to yourself. Turn. Yep. It's good. Yep. Just got to um, hold the pitch and get excellence. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I got to do sabotage once a year and just like scream my lungs out yeah. when I do that song. That's fun. Rock Band's a great game. How's the chord situation? I feel like those games aren't played very often because there's chords everywhere. It's all wireless now. Uh, except the microphone. Except the microphone. Yeah. But the... That's the future. Drum set's fine. Like, I feel like they figured out how to just make a drum set that'll hold up okay over time. I mean, we only play it every Christmas or whatever, so it's not like it's getting a ton of use, but... Would you be down with Rock Band 5 if they drag it out of the grave yet again? Mm, No. No? No. Rock Band 4 didn't need to happen. Yeah. Unless Rock Band 5 is just Rock Band 4 for PS5 and I can bring all my songs over. Yeah. That's kind of what they did with 4, right? Was just yeah. all the DLC works? 4 has like no defining characteristics whatsoever. It's I gotcha. Like, this is a place where your songs live Yeah, that you bought before. So, yeah. Does it feel kind of empty because of that? Yep. Yeah? Kind of superficial <laughs> yep. almost? Yep. Aww. It feels like a shell that you're like putting money into so you can play Wonderwall. Yeah. And I'm glad to do it. Aww. Um... I mean, there's no heart in it, yeah. really. It's just like, this is a product that we made to fill a need. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And it put Mad Cats out of business. Oh, no. Well, I don't like Mad Cats, I guess, but I don't know. Uh, 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 I feel like I played one more game. Mm, you I'm pulling it out have. of my brain. I pull it out of my brain. Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. Yeah. It's fine. It's I'm fine. It's fine. Um, Christian, I think that's going to do it for me. Yeah. That's all I got yeah. too, Tucker. I just had to breathlessly talk about Disco Elysium for 40 minutes, and here we are. I'm glad you did. Thank you. Um, what's, uh, what's the number one game on your game of the year prep that you still got to... Is this a Division 2? Uh, no, not quite. Do you have plans okay. to play Division 2 before your Ubisoft subscription runs out? It's already out, I think. Oh, dude, no for honor binges or uh... it's so easy 
in mid-October to be like, I'm going to play all these games before the end of the year. And now it's like a week into December. And yeah. it's like, this isn't going to happen. Yep. Uh, I'd like to play Control if that comes Ooh, to yes. pass. Yeah. I feel like I've kind of played most of the big ones that I wanted to. Because when I yeah. start searching my brain banks for what I want to play yet. Yeah. Anthem. It's mm-hmm. just a small stuff. Maybe. I don't. Yeah. I don't really want to. <laughs> it's not very good, Christian. I no. I tell you that much. Yeah. I don't know what I want to play yet. Uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. How close are you to 100 games? Uh-oh. Very close. Good question, Tucker. Extremely close. I think to I'm at 93. Games. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I got yeah, seven I feel more like, games uh, to play. I feel like there's tons of games you could play, but I feel like you especially have kind of cleared out all the games of note. Yeah. It's like, you should play this. You know, I think you might. I think you did just put Disco Elysium kind of at the top of that list right now. Because I think right now thinking about it that's probably the one i most want to play Kristen, if you <laughs> if in a podcast or two you're just like i don't get it this sucks i would it would break my heart but i would understand also we're in a bar this is a bar can i get you a drink oops sports bar points score sports bar yeah oh the brazilian grand prix was so good dude well my friends it's time to close we hope that you enjoyed the show xp bar